as entrepreneurs, we all want to build great businesses that support the quality of life that we want. There's really two things that we have to do exceptionally well. The very first is deliver a great client customer experience, world class. Second, by doing that and getting the word out, we want to have a steady stream of pre-qualified, pre-endorsed clients and customers who raise their hand to explore working with us. Well, today I've got a remarkable individual who's going to share with us how we can do a phenomenal job on world-class client experiences in just as simple as 100 days. I'm John Bowen, and you are at AESNation.com, and it's all about accelerating entrepreneurial success. Yours. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Joey Coleman, I am so excited to have you with us here today. I mean, I had a chance to meet you virtually uh, in a program that you were doing Creative Live, and I watched, I think it was a three days? Three days, yes. Three, I watched all your videos. I was just blown away with your attention to detail. So first of all, thank you for the magic of Skype joining AES Nation here today. Oh, it's my pleasure, John. Thanks for the invitation, and thanks for watching the 18 hours of content in that Creative Live course. Well, it I was appreciate it. It was during my exercise routines and so on. So it was perfect. It was great, and it was very motivating. And it's a matter of fact, I reached out and hired Joey to speak to my mastermind group uh, after that, and we've we've gotten to know each other. And I wanted to share you with our virtual mastermind here, Joey, because you're you're really making a difference. But let, let's go to, give me a little bit of background. I mean, how did you get where you are today? Sure. I have an extremely eclectic background, John, you know, and it's one of those things where I think like most of the people probably uh, listening in on the podcast, the path is more easily seen when we're looking back in hindsight than it is when we're developing it. But I, it's been a wonderful career. I uh, was educated as a uh, criminal defense attorney who also had an expertise in national security law. I've done stints with the Secret Service, the CIA, the White House. I was a criminal defense lawyer, I then taught at the uh, executive education collegiate level and eventually ended up running a marketing and design firm and I've done that for over a decade now. What I realized as I was doing this is I thought I was in the marketing and design business, designing logos, ad campaigns, helping people to experience brands visually. And what I realized is I was actually in the experience business because the experience you create for your customers is the last great differentiator. I mean, thanks to total quality management in the 80s, the quality of your product has to be fantastic. It has to be zero defects. It has to be beautiful. Thanks to the commoditization and the Walmartification of the world, your price has to be super low. So the last way that we're really able to differentiate in any meaningful way that isn't, frankly, a race to the bottom and really the death knell for your business is to create fantastic customer experiences that keep your customers in the door and keep them coming back for more. Now, it's it's so, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it, the cost of client acquisition today with the average kind of affluent individual, which is often many of our clients that are driving the economy, sure. they're getting 4,000 plus message, marketing messages a day. So, I mean, once we have them as a client, 
you know, so many of the businesses kind of go, okay, who's next? And right. boy, if we can really deliver a great experience. And I, I do want to take a, a step back and go though. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, defense attorney, political, academic. I mean, none of those really lead to client experiences. It had to be those 10 years of actually delivering the goods. Well, it's interesting. I mean, absolutely. It's one of those things where, again, just looking at it at face value, people are like, what does a criminal defense lawyer about know about making logos or about creating customer experiences? And the fact of the matter is, I've yet to find a client or a company that I work with, and I imagine this is the case for most of the people listening in, where their main customer isn't a human being. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> of the matter is, we're all built from the same basic cells. We all have human psychology, human emotion, human needs that are coursing through our bodies. And the sooner we recognize uh, the way human psychology works, the way people think, the way they feel, the way they act, the better able we are to structure our interactions with them to achieve our designed outcomes. Now, that could sound a little nefarious or a little uh, Machiavellian in its uh, uh, inclinations. But the fact of the matter is we all want to buy products that fill a need. Now, sometimes it's a want, sometimes it's a need, but at the end of the day, it's got to deliver a certain result or a certain expectation that we have. And when I was a criminal defense lawyer, what I my job was, was to stand up in front of a group of people, a jury, and convince them to take a course of action they weren't otherwise predisposed to take. In other words, find my client innocent. Now my job is to help companies stand up in front of their customers, their audience, and convince them to take a course of action that they're not otherwise predisposed to take, which is spend your hard-earned money on my product. And as a result, ironically enough, the stakes are actually a lot lower now because it used to be if I misspoke, someone went mm -hmm. to prison for the rest of their life. Now if I misspeak, you may not sell as many widgets this quarter as you were hoping to, but no one goes to prison. No, and that is a big difference. but. The upside is a lot higher on this side too, in the sense. Absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, one of the things that jumped out at me, you know, having the chance to spend some time now with you, Joey, is that we kind of take some of this for granted. You know, we're we're talking with successful entrepreneurs, and they've got systems, they've got, you know, the they they've got it taken care of to some degree. I mean, they've got revenue that's really sure. going. Sometimes, you know, five million, a hundred million. You, they've got traction, and once you have that, it gives you a sense of confidence that you're doing well, and and it can set yourself up for failure. I, I know sure. a couple of my businesses along the way, I thought we were just nailing it, and then. Uh, we made the mistake of asking our clients how we were doing. And, right, uh, right. You know, I did. Which, it, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, most entrepreneurs are afraid to even ask that question. You know, they barely survey their customers, or if they do, they survey them right after the purchase and then are surprised when they get either no responses or the responses they get are kind of mixed in the sense that, well, I haven't even had a chance to try the product. What's fascinating, John, is in the typical business across all industries across the globe, 20 to 60% of your customers are leaving within the first 100 days. So to let that sink in a little bit, 20 to 60% of the people that you've gotten in the door, that have given you money, that have raised their hand and said, I'm all in, after they've entered the fold and become a customer, they bolt and go somewhere else in the first 100 days. 
And the main reason for that is because we spend so much time and effort prospecting and acquiring and sales pitching and getting everybody in the funnel or whatever phrases you use to talk about driving people to your door. But we spend little to no time actually keeping them in the door. Well, this is, I mean, as an entrepreneur, Joey, as you were saying that, I got to tell you, I got a little sick. That sure. 20 to 60 percent. I mean, ever all of us. Our fellow entrepreneurs, whether you're on our video podcast or you're uh, listening to this uh, on the audio podcast, the, the reality is we, you know, we work really hard to get people to raise their hand to you know, purchase our widget or to explore working with us and so on. And having attrition, you know, I'd rather miss getting a new client than losing a client. It's just it, absolutely it's a nausea moment. So. Joey, as you focus in, I mean, one of the things that I loved is the, how succinct you are on that 100 days because, you know, we're not talking about it's, you know, you only have to do it for 100 days and then you're done. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, that's one of the most frequent questions I get. And they're like, so after 100 days, I'm good, right? And it's like, no, but the whole concept behind the first 100 days hinges on two things. Number one, anyone listening to this podcast, any entrepreneur out there, can commit to something for 100 days. I'm not asking you to do it for 20 years. I'm asking you just to focus in on the first 100 days. Additionally, what we're talking about is making deposits into the Karmic Bank account. We're talking about getting the relationship off on the right foot. You know, if you do that from the outset, what it does is it builds up a cushion for when things go wrong. Because the fact of the matter is, I don't care how great your business operation is, what industry you're in, how great you think your relationships are with your customers, there is going to come a time when you stumble, when you don't deliver as promised, when you miss a deadline, when you go over budget, when your product doesn't work, whatever it may be. And when that happens, you want to have enough goodwill built up that you can weather that storm. And that's why focusing in on this time is so important. And the last thing I'll say about the first 100 days is the studies are absolutely phenomenal in the pointing to how quickly people leave. I mean, this 100 days isn't just something that I came up with because it was a catchy concept. It's really based on the fact that if you study companies and look at their attrition rates, that's where the bulk of the people are leaving. Then there's this slow attrition for years going forward. But the real kicker is if you can get them to day 101, in the typical business, your customer will stay for five years. So yeah. stop and think about that for a second. It's like if we can just focus for three months, we've got five years of revenue. To me, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, what's the lifetime value? I mean, depending on your business, that can be certainly thousands of dollars to hundreds of thousands. And for some of us, you know, millions of dollars. And Absolutely. Boy, you know. And the cost of acquiring. So, Joey, let's dive in a little deeper here because sure. you know, when we talk about the 100-day the experience and when you first said it to me, it really resonated with me. It was kind of like, okay, this is obvious. You know, by focusing on the 100 days, I can kind of map out an experience. Then I got going, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> you know, I mean, right. Yeah, you know, right. it's crazy. Okay, yeah, I can be really systemic. All this other stuff. I've got great sure. technology, and we do a lot of the things that you're saying. But I, I mean, when I was watching, that's why I spent the time with you. Those 18 hours is that you had all these little nuggets, and I want to sprinkle some of those nuggets now because this is so valuable. I mean, the lifetime value of these clients is huge. 
Absolutely. And, you know, some people that are listening may say, well, Joey, I don't think my customers are leaving at the 20 to 60 percent statistic you ask or that you cite. What's fascinating is the typical business has no idea how many customers are leaving. Yet if we ask at kind of the 35,000 foot level, if you were still doing business with all the people that had ever done business with your company, where would your company be today? And most people are like, oh my gosh, Joey, my company would be 2x, 3x, 10x the size it is. And I'm like, well, then we've kind of proven the point and kind of less scary than me not knowing what the specific attrition number in your industry is, is the fact that you don't know what the specific attrition number is in your own business. Well, so there, well, let me stop here too, Joey, because I tell you, this is big. I have a mastermind group for top financial advisors, as I mentioned, Joey's coming out to speak at. And and at the time of this recording, we have 190 uh, really exclusive financial advisors, some of the most successful in the nation. And and it wasn't that many years ago, a few years ago, I had 30. Sure. And, you know, and there was a little revolving door. We decided to focus on this and we do track exactly the attrition, the growth rate. And uh, I just had a webinar before this uh, with about half the group showed up for a webinar, which is common. And we shared the survey from the last meeting. And I'll tell you, it brought tears to my eyes when I first got it. All of the, we asked them if they like, you know, it was 100% satisfied. And okay. uh, about 70% were actually extremely satisfied. But what the testimonials that came out, we said, well, if you're satisfied, what would you say? And we had never done that before. And I just rolled through the screen of that. And that's, that screen is probably worth to my business, the coaching part of the business, at least two or $3 million, you know, sure. including that, sharing that experience. So one of the things that I, I want to focus on the positive on this, this lifetime value, you know, the, the, the relationship. And, and this is you know, our coaching program for the masterminds 15,000 years, not inexpensive. And it's going to be growing at probably about 100 advisors a year. So how can we help our fellow entrepreneurs here dive into the 100 days? OK, I got, I'm going to focus for 100 days. I'm going to deliver a great experience. I'm going to map it out. And matter of fact, after I watched your video, I called up my team and I got, we got to get a little more detail. We're pretty good on this sure. experience, but somebody in our beginning coaching program is $24,000. You have to go through it and share a mistake we were making. You know, somebody in essence hit on the internet, did the DocuSign paperwork and uh, they bought the car, but nothing showed up. I mean, it wasn't even a thank right. you or anything. So right. that's been corrected. But you know, go over some of these little details that are big sure. details. Sure. And this actually ties to the conversation we were having earlier about human psychology. So the typical business fails to acknowledge that the human beings that are purchasing from them. The first one is assessment. Okay. And assessment is where they're deciding how do you line up against the competition? What are our options? They're kind of going through the trial process. They're seeing what's out there. Then we come to activation. Activation is when they hand you money or they sign a contract and they say, I'm all in. I want to work with you. Let's start doing business together. Now, what's fascinating, if we can pull out of the assessment of the eight phases for a second, at the business level, we're celebrating. We're like, yes, we landed another one. This is fantastic. We've got more revenues. Some salesperson maybe is making some commissions. People are dreaming of a vacation in the Caribbean. Everything's great. It's all parties. At some companies, they even ring a bell or they celebrate. They do all these things. The problem is brain science tells us that almost immediately after making that purchase, 
dopamine floods the brain of the customer and they're like this is exciting this is wonderful they have a feeling of hope and euphoria but as soon as that dopamine starts to leave the brain what happens fear doubt and uncertainty creep in we know it in common parlance as buyer's remorse and what's interesting in this stage is that we move into affirmation where the customer is sitting there trying to ask themselves the question, was this a good choice? Did my purchase, is it really going to live up to everything I hoped? And what's fascinating is what they hear from the typical company that you just pointed out is crickets. Nothing happens. They, they spent the money, they got the thing, and then we're going to take them through this multi-step process or phase or wait till they actually get the product in the mail. And all that's happening in that affirmation stage is dead silence when they're left to their own thoughts, which we've previously stated are thoughts of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Well, and then everybody they ask around them who is unfamiliar with your product, your service, and so on, that I just wrote this check and I'm excited about it, most people are gonna say, you know what? Geez, I don't know if it was a good decision. And Absolutely, and depending on who your peer group is, they might look at it and go, $24,000, I bought cars for less money. You, What are you getting, you know? And they, they don't necessarily have an understanding of the value. So they're in this affirmation stage. Then they move to the admission stage. And I like people to think of the admission stage as like getting the ticket to the theater, right? Where you purchase the ticket, you've been admitted to the show. And the reason why I want you to think of it as a show is we should be thinking about performance. We should be thinking about the experience we're creating. And admission is that first taste that they get of doing business with you. They then move into the second half of the eight phases, which is acclimation. I live in Colorado. We're doing the podcast from home this morning here in Colorado. My house is at 8,700 feet. When people come to visit, they have one of two reactions. They either love the view, the view or they're wrestling with altitude sickness. <laughs> now, the problem is the analogy to the typical business is we don't acclimate our customers at all. We expect them to understand how our business works. We expect them to know where the resources are to take full advantage of our service or product. We haven't taken any steps to acclimate them to their surroundings. Hand them an oxygen bottle. Let them know that they're here, that it's going to be safe, that they're going to enjoy their time at altitude. We then move into assimilation. This is where they start to really assimilate into the way we do business. We then move into adoption, where they actually take on our product or service as their own. And they say, yes, I'm a user. I'm excited about this. I know as much about the product as anybody else, which catapults them into the final phase, which is advocacy, where they actually become salespeople for your business. Now, the main problem and is we walk through those phases, you know, to a degree, they sound very logical. But the typical business tries to move their customers from activation, where they start doing business with us, to advocacy the next day. And I liken it to a dating relationship. Imagine if you go on a first date and you say, hey, this is a fantastic first date. We've had a wonderful time. You know, I bet your roommate, who's like you because you live in the same place, would be really interested in dating me too. Why don't you introduce me to her and we'll start doing business together as well? We would never do that in our personal life, yet why are we doing it in our business life? Let's serve them for a while before we start asking for referrals. Yeah, it's we haven't delivered any of the experience. I mean, it's amazing to me how it's a very natural as an entrepreneur. We want to, okay, we sold that. Who else do you know that could benefit from sure. that? I mean, that'd be the classic. And and what I love, Joey, and the businesses that I've had and many of the entrepreneurs I get the privilege of working with, 
when they deliver this great experience, I mean, over half their business, well over half, comes through introductions of that advocacy. They they want you know, people want to share this experience. So novel getting the experience. Absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where the bar for customer experience is lying on the ground. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, you know, we're filming this uh, and there's just been a big recording that's all over the Internet right now about Comcast and about a horrible phone call that someone had with Comcast when trying to disconnect. And this has blown up millions and millions of hits and views in the first day. We live in a world where if something goes wrong, people on average will tell 17 people and they will tell them very quickly. And uh, suddenly you're in damage control mode and you're trying to figure it out. Instead, the opportunity for creating a tremendous experience is so ripe for the picking that if you do deliver on a great experience, everybody wants to tell their friends because they have no other great experiences to talk well, about. And the ability exponentially in both directions. I'm sure Comcast, that is going to be you know six to 10 million views. Absolutely. Is, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, you know, I watched the morning news today. It was on that. And, you know, it is the opportunity both down and up is so huge. Let me go. I'm going to switch gears just for a second. Joey, you know, what this segment is the passion segment. What are you working on now that you're passionate? I mean, you're a high energy guy. What are you doing? I'm, I'm totally excited about bringing the first 100 days message to the entire planet. I spend a lot of time on the road. I speak to audiences ranging from 50 people to 5,000 people. And I'm really excited about creating this entire model for customer experience and customer service and delivering these remarkable experiences for businesses across all industries. So I'm working on speaking. I'm working on developing products. I'm in the process of writing a book about it. It's all about helping companies to do this because my life's mission is to raise the level of customer experience on the planet because what's fascinating is if we get one industry to start doing customer experience better all the other industries are going to have to get on the same page and following quick example of how that works we look at amazon amazon comes along and says we're going to do free ground shipping to anybody that orders a product from us free shipping and in the world of internet where everybody had been charging six to twenty dollars for shipping this was revolutionary it really irritated a lot of e-commerce businesses because once amazon started doing it guess what they had to do it as well when's the last time you paid shipping for something you bought online it's probably been a while and if you did there was probably a part of you that was like why do i have to pay shipping for this i don't have to pay at amazon or at zappos or all these other companies what's going on with this so I think it's really interesting the way as you enhance experience in your industry, it'll force your competition to do that as well as people in other industries. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, when we talk about brands and all this, the branding of Amazon is not the Amazon logo. It's that experience. I mean, absolutely. I hate shopping, but I love going to anything I need. I just hit Amazon and, you know, I have the automatic buying there. I forgot what it's subscriber thing. and. And sure, the Prime membership. Yeah, well, and it's just, you know, almost every day a box is showing up here. Absolutely. I don't know why, but they keep showing up. And, and this is what we want for your businesses as well. So we're, we're talking about technology. Let's, let's dive into the next segment. 
And Joey, you are a big you know, user of tech. You know, you know the power of systems. And you know, this is the one thing that I love. I always like the concept of nail and scale. And nail these 100 days and scale it. And there's all kinds of technology. What, what do you have on your smartphone that you would recommend to uh, fellow entrepreneurs? Sure. So there are two apps that I use every day, which I absolutely love. The first one is called Nozbe, N-O-Z-B-E.com, Nozbe.com. And it's on screen for those that are viewing it. And if you're not viewing, you can go ahead and go to AESNation.com and get a transcript of this, as well as all the links that Joey and I talk about. Perfect. So yeah, so it's called Nozbe. And what it is, is a task management system that allows you to record basically an enhanced to-do list. You can share it with other people. I use this in my personal and professional life. You know, my wife will make a list of the groceries. And if I'm out running errands, all I have to do is walk into the store, open the app, and it's updated to whatever she's most recently put on the list. It allows you to check things off as you go so that you know you've got them. I can share it with my team members and my business. I can assign tasks and know when they're doing them, go through the steps. Fantastic interface. It's available on both iOS and Android platforms as well as a web app. Really cool app that I highly recommend checking out. The second one, I have to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, they're a client of mine and I'm involved in a private beta, but it's called Hurdler. H-U-R-D-L-R. Hurdler.com. Now, it's not going to release until the fall of 2014. I'm using the private beta right now. But what it is, is the typical entrepreneur hates accounting, in my experience. We have, you know, shoeboxes full of receipts. We're trying our best to get things into QuickBooks. That was probably one of the first hires we made is someone else to take care of the accounting and the data recording. And it turns into this complete cluster where we're running around trying to get everything together and it makes tax time even more stressful than tax time already is. Hurdler is an amazingly intuitive app with a beautiful interface. And what it does is when you make a purchase, you tie your business credit cards and all your business accounts to it. When you make a purchase, it prompts you with an email that says, hey, Joey, I see that you just went to Starbucks. And I know from your calendar that you're on your way to a meeting with John. Should this be something that you submit as a reimbursable to him? Or is it something we should associate with an existing client project? You click yes, it automatically tags everything together. You can export to QuickBooks to make your accountant happy. It is revolutionizing the way I manage my finances. Highly recommend you check it out. Yeah, it's always the stuff that we don't like, we should automate. So I'm a big believer Absolutely. in this stuff. Okay, let's go to the next segment. And the book of the day. Joey, I know you're working on a book. You don't have it out yet, so we won't go there. What are some of the, the one big book that you think, like, you got to share with the fellow entrepreneurs? Sure. Well, if I, if I may cheat a little, John, I'm a voracious reader. I love books, and trying to narrow it to one would be almost impossible. I mean, you see the bookcase behind me represents about... 10% of the books I have in my home. I'm a big reader. I love it. A couple books that I would highly recommend. The first one, and I even brought some props along because I thought you might ask this question. The first one is called The Five Love Languages, okay? It's a book by Gary Chapman. For those of you that may be thinking, five love languages, what does that have to do with business? This is a recommendation that cuts across your personal and your professional life because most entrepreneurs I know don't see a clear line between the two. That's why I make the recommendations for some of the things I have during our call. Five love 
Love Languages ha is a quick read. You can be done with the whole thing in about an hour. At the back, it has a test, and it lets you know that all human beings are divided into five languages that they speak fluently and the way they feel and react best depending on which language you speak. You take the test, it lets you know which language you're best at speaking, which language you're best at hearing. You can run your clients through this. It's absolutely revolutionary and it will make your relationship with your significant other, your spouse, exponentially better, I guarantee it. The other two books I would recommend from a business point of view, my buddy Ryan Holiday came out with this book called The Obstacle is the Way. It's based on Stoicism, an ancient philosophy about looking at obstacles, not as challenges and things that we should get upset about, but seeing obstacles as opportunities. Uh, based on some of the early writings of uh, the Roman leader Marcus Aurelius, uh, he ties into examples up through the present. Fantastic read. Ryan's a great guy, and he really helps you to create a mindset of how you should react to the challenges in your life. Final one by uh, somebody that I know you're a big fan of, John, John Jantz, uh, Duct Tape Selling. It's all about walking people through a sales process, but then once they're in the door, kind of like the First 100 Days program, how do you continue to deliver results and continue to build the relationship? So it's a little more than a one book recommendation, but all three of those I think are things that your viewers and listeners will love to read. Well, I've only read uh, John's book. I got a pre- uh, copy and you can go to one of the early podcasts that we did. I don't remember what number it was with John and he's a good friend, good uh, partner on a couple of events we do together. So phenomenal. He's very systemic and he's really focused on the experience as well. Let me go to the next segment here, Joey. And this is my favorite one because this is with all the you know, thousands of entrepreneurs we've got hanging out with us here on the podcast. What's the number one insight, you know, through this journey that you've had that you want to share with them that they can take away today and apply? Sure. I would say the number one insight is the most dramatic thing you can do to improve the bottom line of your business is to focus on keeping the people you've already brought in the door. Focus on those first 100 days. There are lots of ways to do it. You can take advantage of great technology like video. You know, what about sending someone a video thanking them for purchasing your product? You know, shooting a quick video. Most people are walking around with a smartphone that has a very advanced video camera on it. Shoot a quick handheld video. Send it to them. Let them know. These are things that are not happening right now. They're great ways to set yourself apart. And I would just encourage people to focus on having multiple interactions in those first 100 days that aren't about upsells. Stop making it about how can I get you into your next purchase mode and instead make it about how can I deliver value? How can I serve you? How can I make sure that the results you sought when you purchased my product or my service have been achieved? And if they haven't been achieved, let me pile on more to deliver to make sure that they are. No, that's great. And let me go, uh, I'm going to pull up in the last segment with you. And it's resources, Joey. I know you're updating your website. I'm going to put up the address right now. But you know, what, what's going to be available and how would they get it? Perfect. So in about two weeks, we're going to be launching a new website at joeycoleman.com. And there's going to be a special area there set up for listeners of AES Nation. So if you just go to joeycoleman.com slash AES Nation. 
there's going to be a free bonus guide that you can download that'll dive much deeper into the eight phases of the customer life cycle that we just talked about, as well as some additional bonuses that I'm going to put in there just because I've enjoyed being on the podcast with John so much and want to make sure that your audience gets some fantastic value for the time they've spent listening today. Well, no, this is extremely valuable. Let me just kind of bring it all together. Sure. Yeah, the key takeaways I'm walking through, I mean, there's so many of them, Joey. It's amazing. And, and this is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. I mean, the number one is just a reminder of lifetime value of clients, that it's just so huge. And, you know, so many people talk about that, but then we don't take the action. So number one is that 100 days. When I started diet, and I've done, I've lost about 2,000 pounds. You don't know me this well <laughs> over my life here, Joey. But I always think of that 100 days. It's not hard to commit to 100 days of anything. Sure. And getting your team around you to do it, it's really fun. So the 100 days, the importance of that, lifetime value. Second is executing. And go through the phases that Joey talked about, the eight phases. And just break out those 100 days along the way on the phases. Very, you know, once you start thinking the psychology behind your client, your customer, and that interaction during that period becomes, oh, yeah, I know what I can do here. And the third part is don't stop at the 100 days. This is, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We're building great businesses, and we're going to really make some huge impact together. Joey, thank you for joining me today, and all our listeners and viewers uh, really appreciate your insights. Oh, John, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Okay, and let's go out there and remember your clients, your customers, and all those future clients and customers are counting on you. Don't let them down. Make those 100 days really have a huge impact. Build a world-class client experience. They are counting on you. All the best.